Welcome to All Things Alt Tech, where we talk about the emerging digital ecosystem and how the online world is changing by the week. If you want to hear about next generation platforms and browsers, get the latest on privacy and online free speech issues, or just general banter on the creepy online media industry, this one's for you. So strap in, grab a drink, sit back and enjoy. If you want to support the podcast, visit nyman.media slash podcast. That's N-Y-M-A-N dot media slash podcast. If you want to ask a question or submit a story, email me at podcast at nyman.media. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to talk about the digital landscape yet again and why it is so monopolistic. I mean, it's very concentrated on a lot of fronts, actually, and at the very least, it's an oligopoly. Um, so if you start off by just looking at the search engine landscape, I mean, why is it this way? And and it has been this way even before the rise of Google, which is the obvious monopolistic beast, as it were. I mean, Yahoo was a major player before it gave way to Google and so on. And I think at the end of the day, people will always want to go to the search engine. I mean, it's convenient to have, you know, one Yellow Pages book, as it were. You're always going to want to go to the biggest one, the definitive one. And so to some degree, I mean, we have ourselves to blame in that regard. It's our own convenience driving it. And... Um, I mean, we have ourselves to blame even more when we know that companies like Google are really quite abusive. I mean, both in terms of their competitive practices on the one hand, and also in terms of how they use our data on the other. And, you know, I mentioned this before, and I'll say it again, that there are other alternatives out there uh, with regards to search engines. An obvious choice is DuckDuckGo, which doesn't really track any of of your information. Uh, and it's interesting that one study that Google ran internally was, I mean, they wanted to see how users perceived and ranked various search engines if you basically just removed all the branding. In other words, is there really a difference in the quality of search results um, that, that users can actually perceive? And as it turns out, users can't really distinguish between the quality of the search results. I mean, all search engines are actually quite fast people still think that oh, Google is the fastest search engine in this day and age. You know, it's not about 10 milliseconds here or there. You can't even distinguish between the speed uh, anyway. And so we think Google is the best, um, and therefore it is the best. So what I'm really saying here is that it's Google is a valuable brand just as much as it is a some kind of superior technology. We, we're convincing ourselves more uh, that, that Google is the best search engine. Granted, it is the best search engine, if you ask me, but that's not to say that it's head and shoulders above anybody else, and that's not to say that it justifies using Google when when it's at the expense of your privacy and so forth. And also, when it comes to the, you know, the underlying search algorithm itself, I would say that the, the algorithm itself actually contributes to oligopolistic market constellation. Um, now, this is a bit of a mouthful, I know, but I mean, so with when it comes to how Google uh, indexes search results and shows search results and determines, you know, what, who should be shown and where, I mean, we're looking at, right now, we're looking at a situation whereby the media landscape, um, the greater media landscape, it, it's, it's dominated by a select few players. And this is very obvious when it comes to, for example, uh, news news providers, which I've spoken, spoken about in the past. Now, okay, wh- wh- why is this? I mean, 
Basically, if you look at, take a step back and look at how Google actually functions, the way it works is, I mean, to rank highly on Google, um, you need to have a lot of unique content and you need to have other sites linking to your content. So Google is actually quite crude in this regard. Um, it, it views links to a site as a signal for authority and quality and relevance. And this is a gross simplification, I know, but this is really what it comes down to to me. So the way Google ranks search results, it's pretty much a popularity contest. You know, as a player in this landscape, let's say I have a blog or I am a news publisher of some kind, it's about being big, loud, and famous, really, uh, because this will help you maintain your position. And this makes it, of course, it makes it difficult for new entrants or some dissident views to spread. I mean, it doesn't matter if you have high-quality content or more accurate information or more you know, painstakingly reached conclusions. That's less important, really, because Google... I mean, first of all, Google does, as they say themselves, they, they do actually manually define authoritative sites. Um, but again, this is not algorithmic. Um, so it's basically one monopoly determining the outcomes of an oligopoly. In other words, Google cherry picks their, let's say, their news publishers, um, and they determine which players will make it. I mean, there needs to be some kind of a new economic term for this kind of monstrosity. I mean, in the meantime, let's just call it a monologopoly. How about that? Anyway, so what I was saying is the, is the very Google search engine algorithm, it contributes to this kind of skewed market constellation when it comes to, say, news or when it comes to, you know, content, content creation in general. Um, Google determines who will, who will succeed, and it determines this on a pretty crude basis. In other words... Um, through th this popularity contest that I was already talking about. So Google helps spread market concentration in other areas. Um, now, when it comes to you know, other co content platforms, let's take, actually, let's take YouTube yet again here. Um, it's, I mean, video is dominated by one player. Um, online video is dominated pretty much by YouTube. And to some degree, this situation is, well, it is down to the platform actually being the technically superior one. Google, YouTube is a uh, technically superior platform. I mean, it, it's, and also it's similar, it's a similar situation to search in that users are going to want to go to the biggest platform and YouTube, well, YouTube is also a search engine. But also, I mean, for content producers, it is convenient to go where the biggest audiences are, um, and that is YouTube. So, I mean, when, when you produce content, it's easy to maintain just one platform. Um, it is getting easier to syndicate your content across multiple platforms, and I see a lot of, a lot of content producers do this now. And I've also mentioned this in the past, but it, it, there are new entrants popping up in the video space. I mean, there's Steemit, there's BitChute, and so forth, where you can upload your video and not be subject to the, well, the tyranny of YouTube, basically. And when hopefully these these new platforms will be able to fork out their own niches and and gain a gain a bigger foothold, but we shall see. Anyway, back to the main main topic here, which is the this um, olig oligopolistic situation when it comes to all things digital. Really, um, if you look to social, for example, I mean, again, it's not surprising that 
you know, you want to go to, a, as a user, you want to go to one select place, much in the way that you want, you know, the phone book. But this could actually be changing already. I mean, uh, you find that social has, we've discovered now that social has many different elements to it. I mean, some of it revolves more around, let's say, image sharing, and therefore you have Instagram kind of dominating this. Um, other elements to it are, you know, events and group chats where, you know, Facebook and WhatsApp, WhatsApp might, might be better, better tool, tools for this. But still, I mean, it doesn't help that all of these that I just mentioned are dominated by or owned by one company. Um, now, down the line, I mean, as more and more people discover that, you know, we're not all the same, the, this whole kind of cultural Marxism starts to recede, um, we realize that we might have a better time if we just flock together with like-minded people and, and, and social circles. And that's why you might see, and you're already seeing, alternative networks like, you know, Gab, Minds.com, and so forth, they're growing. And, and this, you know, Facebook-led social stranglehold might start to loosen up. Um, just um, if you look, if you go even further upstream here uh, and look at the browser landscape itself, uh, again, I mean, not surprisingly, we have a very concentrated situation here. It's mostly about Google Chrome. I mean, I think at this point, Google Chrome accounts for about 70% um, of the market share globally. Um, and again, I mean, you will want the best browser. And this is particularly true if <laughs> the browsers are free. Well, actually, they are not free in the sense that you are paying um, paying for the browser with your data. But that's uh, another matter. That's certainly true when it comes to Chrome, though, because that, that one really listens to everything that you do and sends it right off to Google. Um, but I think things might be changing if if this dynamic, or let's say this kind of current situation of browsers being free, changes. So, in other words, if the... Uh, if you have web browsers where, well, you're actually offered a reward, when, well, then certainly things might change in a hurry. And, you know, not surprising, we have browsers such as Brave that are absolutely skyrocketing right now. Um, just kind of trying to wrap this up here. I mean, I think, I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that, you know, Google, YouTube, Facebook, and so on, they don't offer all-encompassing solutions, you know, some kind of a universal stream of information. But what they're really doing is they are curating results, they are outright hiding certain aspects, certain information that, that they don't feel users should be taking part of. Um, and you got to remember also that people were very quick to abandon, you know, the previous behemoths, such as, you know, Yahoo I mentioned at the very top. Um, and uh, and this started happening as soon as there were there were alternatives with better richer experiences. Um, so you know I can't see a situation where users, be they let's say conservative or liberal or what what have you, would want to ha would want to have their their digital experience kind of curated for them, the way that um, the Google is doing right now. So so I think you know the the future is looking actually quite bright in the sense that you you are are already starting to see new entrants popping up and they are starting to get a foot foothold. Um anyway, that's going to do it for this week's <laughs> rambling rant here. So what do you think is going to happen? Drop me a line on podcast@nyman.media. Oh and also feel free to keep proposing more things that you'd like me to touch on, uh, anything in the alt text space or tech space really. Thanks, and thanks for listening.